Welcome to the TPC Podcast. Thanks for listening. The Pentecostal Church is located at 3700 Kelly Highway in Fort Smith, Arkansas. With roots anchored firmly right here in the Arkansas River Valley, it continues to be a beacon of hope in a hopeless world and a hospital for hurting souls. TPC is a place where you can call home and fulfill your calling in the kingdom of God. Join us for this incredible word from the Lord today. Why don't you stand? Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter number 2. The book of Matthew chapter number 2. Amen. I'm going to be reading a few verses of Scripture here today, so thank you for being patient. Uh, I just couldn't really stop at any one or two verses here, so let's do a few verses beginning in the book of Matthew chapter number 2 and reading verse number 1. The book of Matthew chapter number 2 and verse number 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, In the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and and are come to worship him. In verse number 3 of Matthew chapter number 2, When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not... Let me find my place here. Verse number 6. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor. Thou shalt rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. Verse number 9, And when they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Verse number 11, And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And somebody said, In Jesus' name. You may be seated. God bless you. Thank you so kindly for standing for the reading of the Word of God. The book of Matthew, chapter number 2, gives these few verses of insight into wise men who were seeking Jesus. Wednesday night I taught on the subject of God-seekers. 
I have been unable to get away from this subject because I think it is far beyond uh, one lesson or one service or one opportunity to preach or teach or talk or sing. So today, again, I approach the subject of God-seekers. I believe it is the heart of God that all of us would turn our attention toward Him and to seek Him and to desire of Him and to be with Him. As a matter of fact, in the book of Exodus chapter number 34, there is a, there is a very bold direction given from Moses saying, Take heed to thyself, lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land whither thou goest, lest it be for a snare in the midst of thee. But ye shall destroy their altars, break down their images, and cut down their groves. So in Exodus 34 and 14, For thou shalt worship no other god, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. There is a strong directive from the Old Testament that it is important that we do not make a covenant with what is in this land. Do not make a covenant with the inhabitants of this land. The people, the things, the materialism, whatever is around us, we all have to continually kind of pinch ourselves and say this is flesh and flesh will pass away flesh will die away looking at the things before us houses will be built but through a period of time houses will deteriorate things that you bought is new it has the smell of newness but after a while the newness wears away. Those things are very temporal. Very temporal. There's many issues in people's lives right now. There's, there's difficulties and there's hardships and there's, there's things that we have to continually turn to God for because of relationships that people have had. We risk relationships only for them to fade or to fail or for them to be somehow in some way uh, difficult which brings heartache and all kind of oppressions to us. But relationships will at some point end and fade. There will be time that will erode the inhabitants of this world. But there is one relationship that we should seek, that we should make a covenant with, that will not erode with time. As a matter of fact, whenever time is over, whenever we've lived and we have received and we have given and we have enjoyed until the time that we die, whatever that relationship with him is, I'm talking about God. When you got that relationship with him, he helps us through every stronghold. He helps us overcome every difficulty. He directs our paths through and around obstacles. God is our source of strength in the world in which we live. 
When we encounter relationships that fail, God is our constant resource of strength. When we walk through economic crisis, God is our constant source of strength. When we walk through issues that we don't understand, that we didn't deserve, God is our constant source of strength. At the beginning of this day, he gave us life. Throughout this world, he kept our life. At the conclusion of this world, no man took our life, save the Lord allowed it to be so. God is in this earth, but whenever you've lived, you're three score and ten plus, and when you're ushered into the arms of Jesus Christ, whenever you pass from this walk of life to the other, you are still connected to the covenant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Life has only begun because it's then called eternity. Eternity. Eternity, where this old mortal man is changed into the immortal man. This old corrupt body that is substance to all of the conditions and the sickness and the disease becomes incorruptible there. We're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye. In a moment, things are going to be changed because we have a covenant not with this land, not with the inhabitants, not with the materialism, but because we have a covenant with God. That make any sense to you? So you have to forgive so many of us who are not seeking, who are not hung up on the inhabitants of this world, who are not making covenants with the things of this world. You have to forgive so many in this room today who have decided, I am not seeking gold and silver. I am not seeking power. I am not seeking popularity. I am not seeking approval. I am seeking God. I need to make a covenant with him. I need to tell him I seek you. I desire you. I love you more than anything in this world. Thank God for relationships. Thank God for the blessings of provisions. But I am not seeking those things. I have cast my eyes upon the Lord. I need him. In the morning I need him. At noon time I need him. In the evening time I need him. In the midnight hour I need him. I've got a longing in my soul and in my spirit Period. I am seeking after God. <laughs> I'm a God seeker. I'm a God seeker. I may not be perfect, but I've got my hand reaching for the perfection. This so humanity is struggling, but the, I'm reaching for deity that knows no sin, but he's pure righteousness and holiness. And as long as I am stretching myself to him and seeking him and desiring him, I have hope in this world. Hope beyond this world. Seeking him. Seeking him. Not making a covenant with the inhabitants of this land. The birth of Jesus was heralded to the Jewish shepherds by the way of an angel. You've got to remember, there's been 
hundreds of years of silence. There's been no, there's been no working priest. There's been no, there's been no delivery and teaching and writing of commandments. But there is a prophetic word in the prophecies before silence that says this is going to come to pass. In Bethlehem, there's going to be a Savior that's going to be born. I'll try to be quiet here today. I, I feel pretty fired up in my spirit here, but I'll try to contain myself. There's some prophetic words. Let me just tell you, if you're going through a time of silence in your life, don't let the devil tell you that there's not a word for you. Because when there was no silence and God spoke to you or led you or ministered to you or impressed you, if God ever gave you a word and it's a prophetic word, hang on to it. Because even if you're going through a silent place, that don't mean there's not a word about to be birthed in your family, in your life, in your home, in your workplace. You just hang on to something. I reach way back. Sometime I say, wait a minute. I was reading the word one day with a cup of coffee and the Holy Ghost spoke to me and showed me some stuff and I'm hanging on to my prophetic word. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, it may be, I don't know. It may very well be the reason I'm preaching here to you today. At the very young age I am now. Could be because my mother and my father never ceased to tell me some when you were two years old. You used to crawl up on the coffee, had a look, you know, a good solid wood coffee table in those days. Wasn't a little piece of glass or something. It's a real deal back. I'm still young, but it's been a few days. Crawl up on that coffee table and preach when I couldn't even talk and say sentences and words. But mom and daddy never let me forget. So when I went out with my BB gun and when I was shooting birds, I'd shoot a bird. When it fell, I'd, I'd come over and I'd gather it up and put it on a little place and I'd preach its funeral. My mom and dad never let me forget that. Said you was preaching when you was two when you couldn't talk. And you wouldn't let anything die without giving it a proper burial with a funeral message that you'd heard somebody preach. I remember when I got braces and I went to the, uh, I went to the dentist or the orthodontist and, and he, was, he was, would talk to me about faith and about scripture. And as soon as I started telling him things that he didn't like to hear, he'd say, now open your mouth real wide. And he'd work on me. Until I said, well, I, I'm, I'm learning something here about this, Doc. Every time I get to the good part where I'm trying to tell you what you need and what you're really looking for and what your answers are, you start pushing tools in my mouth. And you know what? My parents didn't let me forget that. All along my life, somewhere in a service, when I was still in my mother's womb, there was something being preached. And, and every opportunity that I had, there was a prophetic word that somebody, I may very well be here today because years ago, when I didn't know anything about the call of God, something was happening on the inside of me that God was saying, I got a word in a silent moment I'm putting in you that's going to be birthed on the day that's behind. Hang on, something's about to be said. Something's about to be said.
got to be brought to Jewish shepherds who think I'm just going through the same old hum hum, the same old mold drub day. I'm just going to go out and watch the sheep. I'm going to sleep under the stars. I'm just going to go through. My daddy did it. My grandpa did it. My sons are going to do it. But all of a sudden, angels appear in the heavens singing a song with an announcement that there's a Savior that's being born and shepherds have to leave their posts and they have to come and find him and they worship him. But Gentile stargazers, the Magi, those who are studiers of prophetic words reach way back as well and they weren't close and they weren't near but they got, a, they got an indication from some writings. That's why it's important to keep reading this book. That's why it's important to pick you up in the beginning of a year, a new word, a new bread chart. Sister Betty Shelton texted me this week. She said, Pastor, I've already finished reading the Bible through this year. And she said, I've just, I've just been randomly picking out some other things to read in the scripture. And, and she said, I hope somebody hang on to me a bread chart come January 1. I said, we got you one. Don't worry about it. I know it may seem like it's just it's something you do every day, but because this book is alive, it doesn't matter what you may be facing today. There's a word, if you just keep reading it and getting a hold of it, one day there's going to be some light ahead of it. There's going to be something that's going to come on in your life. There's going to be a light that's going to appear. Something's going to say, today is your day. Now is your turn. This is your time. It's time to get up and move in a new direction. So wise men, wise men read it. And then they saw his star, your Bible says. They saw his star. This, this wasn't an ordinary star. This, this wasn't an ordinary night. This wasn't, this wasn't, but there's something powerful about this star. It was his star. It's a derivative from his word. See, anything can't be filtered through and... This book is somebody else's light. Somebody else's doctrine. Somebody else's idea of salvation. Somebody, some religion's idea. But whenever you get in this book, the 66 books, the word of God, when you start getting into these prophetic words, when you start getting into these, the, the gospels, of Jesus Christ, the synoptic gospels, that there's no mistakes, but there's enlightenment from the writers. And then when you dive into the actions, the book of Acts of the New Testament church, and then when you start getting into the epistles that were written to the church, and when you start compiling Revelation and Daniel and Ezekiel for the eschatology of what things are, what things were, and what things are to come, when you start putting this book together, all of a sudden, with the Spirit of God, His light, that will start quickening you, you will find direction in the very thing that you need. Sometimes God is waiting on us to pick up his book so he can put his light with his word and the promises and the prophecies can be fulfilled and we won't miss it. I don't want to miss it. 
I don't want to miss what God is doing in the earth right now. I don't want to miss what his word and his spirit is leading me to right now. I don't want to miss where I'm supposed to be today and tomorrow. I'm nowhere by accident. The arms of the Lord is leading me. The hands of the Lord are guiding me. The spirit of the Lord is directing me. I don't want to miss it. I just felt the healing authority walk into this room right now and I don't know who in this building walked in here with an infirmity in your body but I'm telling you by the power of the word and the anointing of the spirit you can be healed instantaneously by the presence of God that is in this room right now there's healing that just walked these aisles there's healing that just walked down your pew there's healing in this house right now come on there's a word and a spirit in this house right now you ought to lift your hands high and you ought to receive your miracle right now wherever you are lift your hands and receive your healing right now come on receive your healing right now receive your miracle right now Come on, there's some God seekers in this room and there's some miracles in this house today just for you. Come on, there's some miracles in this room right now. There's a deliverance in this room right now. I don't know what you've been fighting. I don't know what you've been warring against. But the Spirit had just come into the Word in this house. And somebody is on a journey to experience Jesus Christ all for yourself. And it's happening right here on this Sunday in this room. God is doing this work right now. Who will seek Him? Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Now let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you. You know why we walk in this as ministers? You know why we walk in what I just walked in? Is because that's why people are still sitting on these pews today. It's because whenever we get in the middle, Brother Newton, where the Word is and where the Spirit is and the Spirit starts speaking, if you will step out, if you will step into those waters, when the water is troubled, the Bible says get in it. And when there's a troubling of the water, when the Spirit speaks to me that there's a miracle in this room, that's why God has healed us of things that we didn't even know we had. Brother English, we didn't even know we were dealing with a problem in our bodies, but it's in services just like this that the Lord just comes in from the top of the head all the way down to the sole of the feet, and healing comes into your body. And you don't even know what's there, but God knows what's there. And because we're seeking Him and obedient to Him, God begins to do a work. 
this make any sense? Some of it will, some of it won't. You may be seated. These wise men went on a journey. When this started coming together in their life, they hadn't heard a word for many, many years. But God began to speak. And when the Lord, I'm going to tell you, the Lord just spoke something in this room. Can I get a couple of witnesses that the Lord just said something in this room? Did anybody feel that besides me? Let me get a little further back. Brother Jason, did you feel like the Lord just spoke something in this room a few minutes ago? I'm trying to move on, folks, but there's something in this house. I don't know what you came with today, and I know it's Christmas time and it's December, but the Lord is doing something in this house. He can deliver you from addictions that you've been wrestling with for years. He can help you overcome situations and crisis that you've been wondering, how in the world am I going to get through it? God can do it in a moment's time. All we have to do is start walking toward what God is saying. His light is shining, and if you'll follow his light, the Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. Come on, the light is going to lead us. The star is going to lead us. We're going to follow his spirit. We're going to follow his star. We're going to follow his guidance and his direction. We're God seekers. We're God seekers. We're God seekers. We're hungry for God. We're thirsty for God. We're seeking after God. We're desiring of God. So he said to Herod, he said to Herod, uh, as they traveled, they came through Herod, King Herod's territory, and they said, we're looking for this king of the Jews that's going to be born in Bethlehem. We're looking for him. You know where we can find him. Well, it troubled him because he thought he was the king. He thought he was the king. Then he found out there's going to be a king born, and he's already born. So all of a sudden, he's realizing this is going to be bigger than me. So he began to inquire, can we validate this? Yeah. Can we validate this? Yeah. He's supposed to be the king of the Jews is going to be born in Bethlehem. So Herod said, whenever you find him, would you return to me and tell me where he is? Can you tell me where he is so that I can come and worship him? Well, later on you'll find out he was really, that was untruthful. He was wanting to find him because right after that is when they started killing all the babies, trying to find the Messiah, trying to destroy Jesus. But they, but they departed from King Herod because they're going in the right direction. Now listen, you may not be there yet, but you just hang on. You're getting there. You're going there. God seekers are, are never content with what they've experienced. They're always moving. Now you never move away from truth. You just dive deeper in the truth. Okay, so when I say you're moving, that doesn't mean that you quit. That means that you, that you go to something different, something crazy. I mean, when you get a hold of this light, when you get a hold of this prophetic word, when you get a hold of scripture that begins to speak to you, you don't get away from it. You go deeper in it. We need families who are deeper than just, you know, the only prayer we pray is the one before we eat. 
We got to get a little deeper in this thing. We got to find out exactly what's going on. We could be represented by these wise men because they weren't of the Jewish nationality. And neither are most of you. I don't know everybody's nationality here today, but we're, well, most all of us are Gentiles except by the blood of Jesus Christ. We've been grafted in. But by the fact that of our natural biological birth, most of us are Gentiles. And here is a group of three wise men who are being led by the word and by his star, his light, to find something that would complete their journey. So we don't have to just exactly have arrived at everything yet, but keep walking. That's why I keep telling you, the more you read the Bible, Brother Jess can confirm this, preaching all, the more you preach it, the more you, I didn't see that. I have to go home and get the tape myself. Listen to what I just said, because it just, all of a sudden while I'm preaching, there's something fresh just runs right out of the scripture. And I don't have time to go up there and write it down while I'm trying to preach it to you. So I have to go back and figure out, what did I say? Because it's like a messenger right off of heaven just runs up and says, I want to hand you something real hot and fresh right off the pages of the Word. When you start getting deep in this truth, you don't have to get away from this truth. Just get deeper in this truth. And the deeper you go in this truth, the more you realize I'm going to have to leave the people that are deceptive and I'm going to have to move to something I know is real. I wish I could preach that for a few moments because there will always be somebody around you that will be trying to deceive you, that will be saying things that you want to hear but you don't need to listen to. But if you'll keep following what got you on this journey, before it's over with, something powerful is going to happen in your life. That is the revelation of apostolic revival in the earth. It's people who are not content to listen to deception, but are hungry for the fire that got ignited in their soul to start with. For the word that stirred them up in their soul to start with and say, i got to keep going a little further, a little deeper. i got to know more about Jesus. Oh, I feel something in the Holy Ghost here today. I preach up there all the time. Do y'all mind if I just spread this out here today and walk a little bit and preach? God's taking you somewhere. He's got you on a journey. You're not here by accident. God's got you on a journey. I'm not here by accident. God's got me on a journey. He's taking me somewhere. He's leading me somewhere. This brother moved all the way back from Louisiana. Because God's got him on a journey. I said, what are you doing here? He said, I'm coming back home to Fort Smith. God's got him on a journey. Because the hand of God is on him. Deeper in these things. Deeper in these things. Now, I'll quit whenever y'all ready me to quit. But I'm still feeling after. There's some healings in this building today. There's some deliverance in this building today. There's some people that's been wrestling and battling some things, and when you leave here today, it's going to be different. You're about to cross past deception, and you're about to move into Bethlehem. I wonder if there was any change of feeling whenever they came into, I don't even know if there was city limits of Bethlehem, but it was probably community relationships. And as you walked along the path, you probably could talk to somebody and say, how far is Bethlehem? And they'd say, oh, it's another mile. 
And you seen a worker in the field or somebody tilling something over here and you said, am I close to Bethlehem? And they'd say, sir, you're right in the middle of it. It's good to know. I'm following something. And I'm not exactly sure what the signs say all around me. I just know there's something guiding me and it's his star. It's his star. It's his light. It's his spirit that has been produced from his word. See, the Bible will ignite something inside of us that will lead us by his spirit to the right place. And when you get to the right place, Brother Brown, when you get to the right place, the Bible says when it got to the house, when it got to the place, when it got to the, the, the habitation where Mary had the child Jesus, that when he got in his presence, they didn't give introductions first. When they said, we have come seeking Jesus, the child, the Savior. And when they said, this is he, they just fell down. It's in your Bible. They just fell down. They didn't bring the gifts. They, they didn't, that's not the first thing they done. They didn't present their gifts. They just fell down. Oh, there's something about whenever you realize you finally got there. It's just surrender. Listen, the preacher can't save you. The church can't save you. The people can't save you. We're nobody's savior. But if you ever get to the place where Jesus is, whenever you finally get to that place, when you pass up the deception and when you pass up the junk and the stuff, when you pass up all the people on the way and you finally get to where he is and you know you're in the presence of Jesus, you will just collapse before him and you will worship him. So for all of you, let me help you here. So for all of you who ever now and then, you've been around a Pentecostal church now long enough to know we're kind of crazy. We're just a little bit wild. Considering some, you know, environments and maybe not so crazy as others. You know, we don't, we're not like the bar. We don't beat each other up and run off with everybody's wife. Wake up with who knows where. Okay? What, if you're doing that, don't consider us crazy. You're the one who's crazy. We're the one who's sane. We just figured out we're in Bethlehem at the house of Jesus, the Messiah of the world, the King of kings and the Lord. We just got a revelation that after all this journey and passing up all this deception and speaking to all these people, we finally have found Jesus, the Savior of the world, God manifest in flesh, dwelling among us. We found him. So when we kind of collapse, okay, when we kind of collapse a little bit and we worship in such a demonstrative fashion that you're thinking, dear Lord, I, wish, I, I brought my neighbor. I sure wish they wouldn't do that today. I need to apologize because we are now in the presence of Jesus. And we got a word about this. 
and we got a light about this and we've been following and we've been talking and we've been journeying a long way and now we have found a place where Jesus is and I know he's here. I don't have to ask anybody else. I don't have to talk to anybody else. I just want to worship him. I just want to bow down on my knees and I want to cry holy, holy, holy. I want to join the angels in heaven that cry holy, holy, holy. I want to be one who says I am in his presence. I don't have to seek anything else. I am now with him. Holy, holy. See, Brother Bolton does it with tears. I, hear, I, I watch him. I see him over here, this amazing man of God, with tears flowing down his cheeks. And he's got a quiver in his voice. Hallelujah. 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 You know why he does that? He never knew I knew that. But I know what he's saying. I'm in his presence. Oh, I feel his presence. And I'm going to worship him. And I'm going to worship him. And there's something about God seekers who say, I've come a long way. I've passed up a bunch of stuff. And I just come to worship him. I just come to, I'm going to worship him on Sunday. And I'm going to worship him on Monday. I see my brother here during the week. He comes by. I don't know. He's doing something around the church here and yonder. He's worshiping him. I'll come to, there's something about being in Bethlehem and knowing where the presence of God is, just worshiping him. There's just something about it. When I get in his prayer, I'm sorry that you may think we're crazy and we, Maybe we sort of are. But, but there's something. We've come a long way, you see. We've been through a lot of stuff. There's people in this room who've been drug addicts that the Lord delivered, who's been alcoholics that the Lord delivered. There's people in this building who have great moral sin in their life, but the Lord delivered it from them from it. There's individuals who've been through all kinds of situations and conditions, and the enemy said, just end your life and be done. It's over with. But somehow God came just in time and rescued them and saved them. So we may be a little crazy every now and then, but the reason is because we found him. And when we finally found him, we had to worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him. The preacher's not going to be there. The singers are not going to be there. The church is not going to be there. Worship him. Just a few sheep and a cow. Just, just ordinary things. But in your house, you just got to worship him. Anybody feeling what I'm feeling right now? I'm done preaching because there's all the preachers in this house and there's already been healings and deliverances in this house. I'm already done preaching. I've, I've got another two or three pages of notes. I, something's got a hold of me. I'm a God seeker. I'm a God seeker. I'm, I'm not content until I know him deeper. I'm not satisfied until I find him for myself. I'm, 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 I'm getting older now, but I'm still seeking after him. I'm, I know the books of the Bible, but I'm still hungry for him. I'm, there's some things that I do know, but there's some things I don't know. There's some things I'm hungry for. There's some things I'm thirsty for. God is looking for some God seekers. He's looking for some people that's willing to make the journey. He's looking for some people to say, it doesn't matter what I'm facing or what I'm going through. 
I've got a journey to make. I've got to make my way to God. I've got to make my way to that altar. I've got to make my way to that baptistry. I've got to make my way to say I need him more than I need anything else in this world. I need him. Young people, let me tell you something. Let me tell you, young people, something. You'll, you'll, God will help you to get through school if you'll seek God. God will help you to know what you're supposed to do next when you finish education if you'll seek God. God will put the right spouse in your life at the right time. Not the wrong one at the wrong time. The right one at the right time if you'll seek God. If you'll make up in your mind, I'm going to be a God seeker. Let me tell you, young couples, if you'll make up in your mind, I'm God seeker. I'm seeking his will. I'm seeking his wisdom. I'm seeking his direction then God will take you with a family and bless you and provide for you and direct you. We're God seekers. Is there any God seekers in this room right now? Come on, is there any God seekers in this room? It don't matter what somebody thinks about you. It don't matter what somebody says about you. It don't matter what somebody thinks about your worship. Is there anybody in this place that says he's here? He's here. He's here. Come on, bring that worship. Bring that frankincense. Bring that gold. Bring that myrrh. Bring your unique treasure. Everybody's got a different one. Bring your unique treasure. Bring your unique treasure to God. Come on, bring your unique treasure to God. Say, here I am, Lord. I'm seeking you. I'm seeking you today, God. Come on. Wherever you are in this building, the Holy Ghost has just invaded this room. The Holy Ghost has just invaded this room. That's all right. Cry it out to the Lord. That's okay. Cry it out to the Lord. Don't be, don't be ashamed of that. Cry out to the Lord. Come on. That's right. Cry out to the Lord. I worship you. You've been good to me, Lord. Come on. You delivered me, Lord. You blessed me, Lord. You're directing my steps, God. I give you praise. Come on, that's right. You're on a journey, sir. Just let him lead you. Come on, ma'am. You're on a journey. God is leading you today. God is leading you today. Come on, mom and dad. God is leading you today. Come on, guest. God is leading you today. He's leading you. Lord, I'm hungry for you. Come on, that's all right. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Come on, it don't matter what it sounds like. Give it to God. He'll help you through that struggle that you're in. He'll help you through that dry place that you're in. He'll help you through that issue you're working through. He'll help you through... All the questions that you have without answers, just come on. If you just seek his face, you'll find your answers. 
Come on, you'll find your answers. Hey, good sir, what are you? I'm a God seeker. I'm on a journey. I want to know him. I've never been this way before, I know. I know, but I'm just after him. It's going to be unorthodox. It's not going to be what you'd expect, but I'm after him. I got to know him. My babies need to know him. My husband needs to know him. My wife needs to know him. My friends need to know him. I'm a God seeker. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I hope this word has blessed you. If you are in the River Valley area and are looking for a church to attend, we would love for you to join us right here at TPC. Services are Sunday at 11 a.m. and Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. You can visit us at our website at www.tpcfortsmith.com and on Facebook at the Pentecostal Church Fort Smith. Here you will find any information you may need. Thank you and God bless.